I'm John DiLiberto, and you're hearing the Echoes Podcast. Today, we're going to hear the story of Eric Scott. I had no idea who he was until he sent me a demo for his first album of ambient moods for electric bass called Other Planets. Turns out he was a rocker with recordings going back to Psychedelic 1969, and then long stints with Flo and Eddie and Alice Cooper. We'll talk about that and his new album, A Trick of the Wind. Before we get to that, I want to tell you about the incredible new album by Hammock, Universalis. It's the Echoes CD of the Month and was a top 10 album for the Best of Echoes 2018. On Universalis, Hammock continued their deep ambient chamber music orchestrations, driven by electric guitar textures and classical strings. It's a follow-up to their Requiem album, Mysterium, and the second of a planned three-volume series. Universalis is available at Amazon, iTunes, Spotify, and other online retailers. And speaking of ambient chamber music, here's John DiLiberto with Eric Scott in the Echoes podcast. Up until 2009, I didn't know anything about Eric Scott. I knew the last group he was in, Sonia Dada, and I knew bands he was in in the 70s and 80s, like Flo and Eddie and Alice Cooper. But I really had no idea about him. So when a friend of Scott's told him to send me a copy of the demos for his solo debut album, I may not have given it the attention it deserved. He suggested to send it to John Diliberto, who's got this, you know, non-mainstream, he's got this eclectic music... uh, and so that's when I sent you the record, and it was not quite done. And you went, nah. <laughs> I did not. Did I? <laughs> yeah, at first you did. You said it's not what my audience would want to hear because it had too much drums, I think, at times, and things like that. And I think at the time, 2000, this was 2008, maybe Echoes was a little softer. I don't know. Since then, Eric Scott has been a staple of Echoes. That debut of The Planets was an Echoes CD of the month, as was his fourth album, In the Company of Clouds. Now he's released a fifth recording, A Trick of the Wind, another album full of deep moods and deep bass melodies. But there is still a lot about Eric Scott that people may not know. Now at 70 years of age, this child of the 60s made his first record all the way back in 1969 with a psychedelic band called Food. Another child has woken They did one album, Forever is a Dream, with a cover featuring a surprisingly preppy-looking quartet of long hairs. I was young, so I was trying to look cool, and so I had that bit of a mustache, and uh, I wore that scarf, and, and you know, we kind of dressed up for the, for the photo, looking, and I had the caramel-looking coat. We were stoned. We had smoked a joint before the photo shoot, and we were on the, out on this little thing in an abbey. Or was there a monastery in Mundelein, Illinois? And uh, that's why we're laughing so hard. 
<laughs> We're blind. Your manner underlies your dream. The soul cares to make no seem. From the short-lived food, Scott started a band called Otis Plum. And me and the guitar player decided that we were going to rock because food didn't rock hard enough. They didn't record, but they evolved into another group called Jambalaya, which did rock. A move to L.A. put Eric Scott in touch with a different kind of rock world. First, with Flo and Eddie, who were the two singers from the 1960s hit machine, The Turtles, Mark Volman and Howard Kalin. Imagine me and you, I do. I think about you day and night. It's only right to think about the girl you love and hold her tight. So happy together. Coming off a stint with the Mothers of Invention, their brand of rock was more satirical. Everybody was Kung Fu Fight! Boy, that song really sucks. Flo and A were well-loved in the industry, and um, artists especially in New York and L.A., would come to see him. I mean, the first night we had the tuber, there was Linda Ronstadt and, and James Taylor and Peter Asher and all those people singing Christmas carols because it was Christmas Eve. And the next night, Alice Cooper and Keith Moon came on stage. And that's how I first met Alice. We did uh, Happy Together and Wooly Bully, I think it was. Alice Cooper was a different world. Well, you know, it was the big rock show. I remember thinking it's the circus, because you'd come to a, a town on the radio, there's, you know, Alice Cooper's coming in. You'd hear that, and you know you know that they'd been hearing this for three weeks in whatever town you come to, and so here you are, and you're the circus. So that was a little new to me. In that area, it was Special Forces type of an era, and we uh, dressed in paramilitary mercenary gear, and the stage scene looked a little bit like a cross between maybe the alley scene in West Side Story and the end of the river scene in Apocalypse Now. You could kind of hide behind the, the character that you... So you assume the character and then go out and play. Eric Scott's final stop in the rock world was the Chicago bass band Sonia Dada, who had a hit with the song, You Don't Treat Me No Good. By then, Eric Scott was hearing a different path that would take him to still another world. Instead of hanging with people like Alice Cooper, Keith Moon, Carl Palmer, Ted Nugent, and Kim Carnes, he found himself in the midst of Guru Joss, David Arkenstone, Will Ackerman, and Deuter. It's a different world. Uh, it's a different life. I mean, I had no idea what I was getting into. I just knew that. I didn't know what I was going to do. You know, I was approaching a certain age. And I'd been doing the uh, popular commercial music for 40 years and so, and I just, uh, I knew that I wanted to make some more use of the bass than had been, that is generally allowed in uh, 
commercial records. The melodies that I would sing or the events, sonic events even, I wanted to do them on the bass instead of thinking of them and handing them to or suggesting a guitar part or a drum thing. So I started doing that and I didn't know where to take it. He's obviously figured that out with five albums, all but one of them entirely instrumental. Scott's sound is melancholy, driven by his bass melodies. Eric Scott, his tall and lanky with long, gray-streaked hair, a scraggly beard, and is often wearing tinted, wire-rimmed glasses. He's speaking from his home north of San Francisco. It's kind of in the woods on a hill. It's beautiful. It's ridiculous. It's kind of stupid. It's kind of why we moved or selected this particular cottage up on the hill in the Marin Woods. It's really nice. It's not the dark and dingy. and It's a view with lava lamps. It's here that Scott crafts his music, which might explain some of the wistful introspection in his sound. Take the composition, The Wind sings a strange song from his latest album, A Trick of the Wind. I was trying to develop an environment of loneliness because I wanted to feel like a spaceman alone in space. So I had these little outer space sounds and a little minor key stereo road electric piano that took you back possibly to the Pink Floyd days and wind that would create this environment that set up the main melodic voice, which was the fretless bass telling its story, taking its journey. That song led to other wind themes on the album. And that got me thinking about the environment and the function of wind in it. And wind is like an unseen force affecting events. The Invisible Wand, that song title, came from that idea that there's an unseen, invisible conductor directing events, controlling our actions, even sometimes. It's like when you're out and there's a, the hair, unexplicably the hairs on your arms raise up and you go, what was that? And it's just... It's a trick of the wind. Eric Scott's music is a bit like instrumental Pink Floyd, but with bass melodies. He often stretches that facile description, though, on songs like The Ghosts of Storyville, which features trumpeter Jeff Oster from the band Flow. Together, they create a reimagined New Orleans jazz age. New Orleans, just, you know, the birth of jazz, the, uh, the, the red light district, the rather uninhibited patrons, and the experimental, and the anything goes, no rules, and uh, 
New music was invented, possibly in that district, in that town, at the turn of the century. It was right there. And so it was a new age, literally. And so I thought, you know, that it would be a cool thing to bring those elements together and try to make a little thing that's a little different. Eric Scott insists he doesn't have a plan or agenda for his music. It's much bigger than that. I mean, I make this music because I have to. It's what brings me joy. It's what gives me a feeling of accomplishment. It's what makes my soul stop hurting and brings me peace, at least temporarily. Eric Scott brings a lot of soul and possibly some peace on his latest album, A Trick of the Wind. You can get a hold of Eric Scott's beautiful album, A Trick of the Wind, by going to our website at echoes.org. There will be a link there in the posting for this podcast. I'm John DiLiberto. Thanks for tuning in to the Echoes podcast. See you next week, tonight, or online right now on Echoes.